Hello, folks. Welcome to Holding On with Holder, where I talk to interesting people about interesting topics. My name is Steve Holder, and I am your host. My guest this evening is Dust James, trucker, family man, and socialist. He was also my very first guest when I started this show. Dust, welcome back to Holding On with Holder. Right on, man. It's always glad to be here with you. Um, I remember you started watching my channel and uh, I gave you an interview and that was a very good interview. And it's great to have um, independent folks with progressive, positive, populist voices uh, talking for, of, and by the people, man. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, I consider you, a, I guess, an expert on the subject we're going to talk about which is American imperialism. Now, I don't know if you consider you an expert or not, but I do. So you were the one I thought of when I decided to talk about this. So can you start <laughs> us off by telling us what exactly is imperialism? Right on, right on. Well, I have, a, I actually, I call my, uh, you, you, what was your rant called? What was it, uh, I don't know, East Tennessee rant? Yeah, yeah. East yeah, Tennessee. that's good. Yeah. I guess my version of that is uh, anti-imperialist America. Okay. And, you know, usually, well, on the left, at least, you think of America, you think of imperialism. Um, it's, it's in, if you talk with the masses of people in the, Amer the United States, you know, they might like one part or the other, or even more masses of the people. They don't, they don't pay attention to politics. That is, uh, you know, they're the non-voters. The people that are so disillusioned with the system, um, they 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 become apathetic, and they want and they don't and they don't see their voice being representative by either imperialist party. So, right. if you're asking what is imperialism, I go off of Lenin's definition, um, and my and my understanding, Lenin, which was the first leader of the Soviet Union is the greatest anti-war hero and the greatest anti-imperialist that ever lived. Um, a lot of people like, um, they associate imperialism is, is war. Imperialism is war and that's an aspect of it, but that's not all of what imperialism. And imperialism is not a verb. You can't do an imperialism. Imperialism is a global, economic, political system based off of a few banks, and in this time period, a few oil companies basically controlling the global economy and they control this country and they control international politics. And it's sad that the organization, the U.S. military, that we hold a lot of patriotism in, that we, they, we, we, these are our family members and, and these are our, our friends and these are our neighbors. And we say they're defending our freedom. But the sad reality is that this cabal, this gang, this mafia of the super rich basically uses the mil U.S. military as tools to destabilize and destroy any country that defies the imperialist, international, political, economic order. Anybody that's trying to develop themselves, anybody that takes their resources and uses those resources to invest in the people. That was Saddam. That was Gaddafi in Libya. 
that is um, keeping um, Afghanistan poor and in chaos is right in between Russia and right and right beside China and India and and natural resources and pipelines. Like that is the the sad reality that our brothers and sisters, um, family members, when they join the U.S. military, they become the pawns of our class enemies. So now that that's that clears it up about what imperialism is in general. Well, how did American imperialism begin and where? Can you tell you us know, exactly when and where that started? There's a good book that came out recently, and it said it's basically saying um, America or the United States, a country without borders. And the United States never really had set borders to begin with. Um, it started out as a settle, settler colonial nation um, that robbed and stole from the native people and brought slave labor with them. Um, this is, there's a lot of dark and horrible history about the United States. Um, it has a similar history with Australia, although Australia was a, a prison, was a penal colony, was a prison colony. Here was more you know, there was more blue blood aristocrat types um, that kind of ran. And there's been, I, 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 it's important to know the horrible, disgusting history, genocide of native peoples, um, slavery, but it's also important to look and understand the history of resistance to these injustices that is largely covered up. Um, like the man behind me, John Brown, um, gave his life um, fighting to end slavery. Um, you got the whiskey rebellions. You got people like Daniel Shea, who George Washington put down. Daniel Shea, the farmer, um, who kept fighting after the American Revolution because he knew the bankers were in power from the very start of this country. I often get in this argument um, with a lot of people. They're like, America at its core was good. And then it somehow became corrupted. But I would say that for the time, it was revolutionary. For the time, think about it, they overthrow through feudalism and set up a bourgeois democracy. But it's been run by the banking interest from its very beginning. And now we're in a time period where the world is changing and moving forward. And at this point, the United States is the lead force holding history back from developing and continuing forward. Um, all these countries wanna have social, basically socialist systems, whether they call them socialism or not, planned economies. Um, Iran calls their economy, is, they're, they're a theocracy, and they, and, but they're an anti-imperialist country. They came out of a popular revolution to overthrow the Shah, which was a U.S.-backed installed dictator to extort the resources from the Iranian people. And when they came to power, they said, well, we're going to look at our own traditions. And they decided to have it as, as an Islamic government. That's not my cup of tea. I would prefer, you know, a secular system. 
but that's not how history works. History isn't where you have a great idea or a great system and you impose it. History is power and the way it changes and the way contradictions interact and, and, and form and push history forward. The people were tired of being colonial subjects under a U.S.-backed dictator, so they went on their own faith of Islam and they created a system called so not not so not capitalism but islam um and basically they have a planned economy um like and it is a petro socialist economy and it's a very very similar situation in venezuela and venezuela they use their oil revenue to invest in the people um theirs is actually quite a bit more democratic and a lot Venezuela is actually quite a bit more democratic than the United States really in, in a lot of ways in Venezuela they recently re rewrote the constitution and when they rewrote the constitution there was constitutional assemblies in every major town and even rural villages the people came out and wrote the constitution and then uh, and then voted to adopt that constitution the Constitution of the United States was written by slaveholders um, 200 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I always say, this country was founded by and for rich white men. And for many years, that's all it could vote, rich white men. So, yeah, it, all, it started out with classism and racism. Yeah. How about military bases around the world, Dust? Is that part of yeah. imperialism? Over 800, yes, over 800 military bases. Um, basically, the way, the way the system works is imperialism needs to keep the world poor so they can control it and exploit and take those resources. The second a country becomes developed and they gain their economic independence, they no longer need the the predatory lending practices and and imperialist capitalists um they no longer need their investment they no longer need their control they become independent they're no longer they're no longer dependent on the u.s empire so they can never they can no longer be exploited so that takes when people become free and independent and 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 self you know and self-substantiated where they can provide for themselves um, that takes money right out of the pockets of the richest of the rich here in the United States. The same people that and here that refuse to pay us good jobs, refuse to put our own tax money towards health care. The same people robbing us blind are the same people that need these mili military interventions um, to keep to basic. Their ba our country is basically a mafia. Like they're basically a mafia and the soldiers are the U.S. military and anybody who doesn't um, go along with their terms, anybody who sets up shop um, and tries to have a business and doesn't pay them for protection or doesn't or isn't somehow benefiting them, they destroy them. And that's right. what they're for. And I that's why there's it like that. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. And there's that they have 800 military bases all around the world. And this is, and it's we, the working people in the United States, that have to pay for these wars. It's our tax money that goes for it. It's our, it's our friends and family members that have to die in these battlefields for nothing, essentially. Yeah. Well, how about diplomacy? Is foreign diplomacy considered a part of imperialism? Yes. 
Yes, if they can't, this, this is how it works. I would call it manipulation. Um, a lot of people, a lot, so a lot of Democrats will be like, oh, we're, we're not as interventionist as the Republicans. Um, we want diplomacy. But you should put, if it's diplomacy, if it's talking to try to smooth talk people to exploit them, that's still imperialism. Whether you do it by force or talking or manipulation or, or brutal invasion, it's all imperialism. And it all has the same purpose of keeping people down and dependent. Um, they use both tactics. Um, Hollywood. Um, base, the military gives tons of military equipment and bases to Hollywood to paint the United States as the good guys um, and also a massive recruitment tool. Um, it, our whole culture um, in our churches, um, people, they, they honor the, the soldiers and the veterans and they say thank them. They bring them to the beginnings of the church. I know there was this church in my town called Crossroads and it was kind of this uh, I think it was like kind of non-denominational kind of spring up, but they were, I, one time I was invited there and they had, you know, local military officers come up and speak about how they're doing God's work. And they, they sang the popular country song. Um, I don't remember the one with to Toby Keith uh, was talking about putting a boot in your ass. I mean, it's disgusting um, the way this cabal, this gang, this mafia has manipulated our, our religions and manipulated our cultures and, and manipulated our media. And they don't care about us. Yeah. They're letting our infrastructure fall apart. I love this country. I love the people around me. And imperialism is not doing a damn thing for it. We need to take the, we need to take all those resources that are being wasted um, for the sole benefit of these few rich people and invest them in the economy, invest in infrastructure. There's no reason why Texas ha should have such a dilapidated power grid. The second they get a freeze, it leaves thousands or millions of people without power. We yeah. need to invest. And, and we can hire all these unemployed people. All these people that don't have a job can be hired to rebuild this infrastructure. And the yeah. only thing stopping us is these greedy fucks who want to spend all this on the military and all these on interventions. We're in the middle of a pandemic and they just and Biden, um, who is supposed to be hope, who is supposed to be change, who is supposed to be a, a differentiation from the fascist Trump, is helping Al-Qaeda, is, is bombing bombing um, people that are friendly with Iran. Basically, Syria um, invited the Iranians to help them. They call them Iranian-backed forces. Well, that's their own country, and they can invite in that country whoever the hell they want to invite in that country. Right. And the U.S. is um, bombing them um, to, to support these so-called moderate rebels, which are basically the Taliban. And we're supposed to be fighting the Taliban and the U.S. military is basically air, is air support for it to destroy Assad. And Assad, and who is a, ba is a Ba'athist, is a pan-Arab socialist. He, just like Bolivarianism. Bolivar, the Bolivarian revolution in Venezuela was the idea that the Latin American countries should unite against imperialism because they're stronger. That's the idea of pan-Arabism. Pan-Arabism, which, which was loosely connected, um, certain Egyptian governments, 
um, Gaddafi was part of it, um, Saddam was part of it, and now Assad is part of that, trying to unite and build up the Arab world and to resist imperialism. And the Assad government, it, all you'll hear on it, even Democracy Now!, will say how he gassed his own people. Well, there's absolutely no proof of that. You know what there is proof of? There's proof of the forces the U.S. is bas backing using chemical weapons. There's proof of that, but that doesn't matter. The whole media system is twisted. You cannot trust the media at all. We need independent anti-imperialist media. Yeah. So do you think we're getting more imperialistic as time goes on or less? Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it, we were almost in a semi-feudal state um, when the U.S. began, and it, it, it was the bourgeoisie that took power. The American Revolution was right about the time where feudalism was falling and capitalism was coming into being, and capitalism was a force for good. And at the point, and it actually helped build, I mean, it was horrible things about capitalism. Like if you were a, a textile worker, you know, in New England at the beginning of this country, or you were a small farmer, a sharecropper, it was horrible. But overall, capitalism was building up resources. Um, capitalism gave us the many wonders we have today. But it, it only worked for so long. Um, and society was ready to move past that to a better and higher system, um, socialism. And now imperialism is in decay. Probably the high point of the global dominance of the U.S. empire was right after World War II in the 1950s. Kind of like uh, Trump says, make America great again. He's basically talking about the 1950s when the U.S. empire had enough money that it could support, you know, a middle, a largely white middle class, the labor aristocracy. They bought off a portion of the population and that portion of the population didn't want to hear about the third world. They thought they were better than them. But the chickens are coming home to roost. Um, the, the power of the influence of these group of capitalists that we that we hitched our wagon to are falling and they can no longer they no longer need or can pay for this labor aristocracy. So the conditions of Americans has been deteriorating, um, I'd say, ever since the late 60s, early 70s, probably the high point of the buying power of the American worker was 1968. Um, and the U.S. has been in decline. And instead of, instead of the capitalists or this imperialist um, letting us keep a little our portion of wealth, um, they've been just getting richer, and the American people have been getting poorer. Um, um, the American imperialism is on the decline, and empires in in on their fall do horrible, destructive things, get, in, get involved in wars they shouldn't be getting involved in. They let their infrastructure fall apart. Um, we, we're actually, there's, it's almost like they're doing what they did to other countries, to us. Um, one of the, the empire before the United States was the British Empire. And they conquered the great Chinese um, nation. Um, and they did it with opioids. If you look into the the opium wars um basically the chinese um uh started to trade with the english and the english introduced drugs 
Um, and the Chinese government or was like, we can't have that. And they tried to make drugs illegal to keep, you know, it was destroying uh, their society. Opium was destroying their society. They made opium illegal. So the English said, no, you're going to have to buy our opium. So they used drugs to keep China down to extort the resources. And they've been doing the same thing here. It started in the black community in the 1980s. The black community was the first people to lose the industrialized jobs in the urban areas. They were the first people. And then the CIA, it's documented, introduced crack cocaine in the community. And then you have the growth of the prison industrial complex, locking masses of people up, particularly black, 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 brown, and poor folks starting the black community. Also with the Chicano brothers and sisters, um, with a lapse of jobs, they introduce drugs. People, people get into drugs because it's part of the underground economy, or it's to numb the feeling of losing your job and not having a livelihood. And now it's come to rural white America. If you look at the recent, um, the, the opioid crisis, the pill crisis, um, methamphetamines. Now that the, even the industrial jobs have, have been taken from, from white workers as well. And it, it, drugs and police incarceration is the new name of the day. That is the reality we're facing as U.S. workers. And, and people like Trump come along and say, oh, make America great again. We got to go back to that high point of U.S. empire. I disagree with that. I think we need to come together, stand shoulder to shoulder in solidarity with our black and brown brothers and sisters and yeah. stay in solidarity with the people around the world at the boot of the empire that we live in and, 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 and take these people out of power that are destroying our environment and destroying our lives and form a new system that benefits the people here and works with cooperation, win-win trade to the rest of the world. Yeah. So do you think we are more imperialistic than Russia or China? I do not consider China or Russia imperialist. Really? Okay. I do not. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get it. Okay. So first off, Russia, um, their, their oil and gas um, is nationalized. After, okay. So after the fall of the Soviet Union, um, the people lost a lot with the, um, people, the socialism in the Soviet union became stagnant. Um, it wasn't advancing and it really wasn't advancing because the U S was strangling it, um, behind the scenes. That was a big part of it. And they were funding, there's something called a color revolution. A color revolution is, this is another thing. If they don't outright invade, this is the more of that diplomacy. They fund groups like the the national endowment for democracy that's one of the worst ones will fund um dissidents in a country not for the benefit they'll say it's for democracy but it's just to destabilize that country and they'll paint um the color revolution started in the eastern bloc and then the soviet union itself um they prompt uh, most of those people that were involved in those color revolutions were socialist they didn't want an end to socialism they wanted a better socialism that their governments could offer but they were used as pawns to destroy the soviet union and a better socialism did not come after the fall of the soviet union after the fall of the soviet union drugs prostitution 
mass economic chaos. The privatizers and the, and the international capitalism went down and stole everything that wasn't nailed down in that country. And 10% of Russia either fleed or died after the fall of the Soviet Union. And it was, it was Putin who wrote an economic thesis in college that he was going to nationalize oil and gas, use those resources, and invest it back in, in the economy. So, and that's what Putin did. And Putin made Russia independent again. It made them, it made them another world power. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're a world power. They do a bunch of horrible stuff. That's governments. When, when you have a group of power that's that's big bad stuff is 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 going to happen just to maintain that power and that coalition but they're not monopoly capitalists they're not it's not a they do have oligarchs but it's not nearly the same as the united states they do not have 800 military bases around the world and the reason why they don't is they they have a different economic system you know and even in russia which is capitalist and has an oligarch they have plans they have they have set goals we are going to we're going to do these infrastructure projects we're going to leave we're going to take this many people out of poverty and also Russia helps countries that are socialist. All the, all these, it's the anti, it's basically two forces in the world right now. You got the imperialist block and the anti-imperialist block. And Russia is on the side of the anti-imperialist block. All these countries that are trying to lift themselves out of poverty, who are trying to build their economies, um, Bolivia, Venezuela, Syria, Iran, they do business with Russia. And when they do, the reason why they do business with Russia is Russia offers far better terms. Um, they make trade deals that actually help each other out. International cooperation. I would say that Russia uh, represents international cooperation and win-win trade that the United States does not come where anywhere close um, to getting to. The same with China. China has um, the Belt and Road Initiative. China, for very low um, interest fees or for very few conditions, has built um, trains and roads and infrastructure projects um, in, on a basis that helps both those countries. You know what the U.S. does? The U.S. uses the international bank, says if you want this loan for this, this amount, you have to implement austerity in your country. You're no longer allowed to have any nationalist or socialist programs that help your people. They, they overtake people's sovereignty. In Puerto Rico, I think because of the loans, they, they implemented a board, an unelected board of people that tells the Puerto Rican government what it can and can't do because of U.S. loans. That is not what China is doing. That is not what um, Russia is doing. Yeah. Um, Ch China and Russia, I believe, are on the correct side of history, and we should stand in solidarity with them. Now, my politics are, I think, are a little more populist, a little more grassroots than them. But I think we need a global, we basically need a united front against imperialism. And I consider those allies against the worst power, which is the few banks and oil companies, and they're based out of the United States, England, and even Europe. Um, which isn't the center of power. The center of this imperialist power is the United States and, 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 um, and London. Um, and they allow Europe to have a little bit more of a labor aristocracy. They allow them to have health care, but they're firmly attached.
to the imperialist bloc and the wealth of Europe, even though they have more socially progressive policies, is based off of stealing from the global south. And that is why I don't support politicians like AOC and Sanders. I call them sheepdogs because essentially they, they, they act like they're fighting for the social programs that they have in Europe. But all they do is endorse politicians like Biden and they, became, they become PR, they become public relations uh, for the empire. Um, they become window dressing for the most destructive evil system in human history. I think we need revolutionary um, people power. I, I believe that I'm standing on the historic legacy of groups like the original Rainbow Coalition. Um, the Young Lords, Puerto Rican revolutionaries, the Black Panthers, and the Young Patriots. The Young Patriots were an organization um, of Southern refugees, of refugees from the South um, who lived in horrible conditions in Chicago and stood shoulder to shoulder with Puerto Rican revolutionaries and Black revolutionaries for, of, and by the people. I think we need revolutionary grassroots movements. I don't think there's any hope and any of the parties, including, um, including the sheepdogs. Yeah. So how about the war on terror? Has that allowed us to be more expansive, more imperialistic? Um, the war on terror, so they needed a new narrative. Yeah. The Soviet Union, they, the Soviet Union fell. Um, Russia was just coming back into power. They couldn't use Putin. The Democrats have latched on to Putin and he's the big, they empire needs an external evil because if we knew, if the American people knew exactly what was going on, that we pay taxes and that we fight and die in wars for all these rich people, we would be, no, we're not going along with it. So they need a narrative. It was the Soviet Union. And then they basically, I believe they funded, first of all, they funded um, the Taliban, they created the Taliban um, to go against the Soviet Union in the 80s. And then, you know, I think at the very least, they knew about 9-11. And I think there's enough evidence to do that. And they've done it time and time again. Every time they want an imperialist war, they make up something or do something. Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam, that was complete fabrication. Um, it's almost like, you know who else did that? I mean, um, the Ragstag fire with Nazi Germany, where they blamed it on the, they blamed a fire on parliament on the communists. And they went after and killed all the communists. I mean, the U.S. has been doing this um, for a long time. Um, <laughs> in World War I, I think there was a similar incident, a false flag incident uh, that started World War I. Um, so terror, um, I think terrorism has become a threat, but the reality is the U.S. has been backing these terrorists covertly they backed the terrorists they backed islamic jihadists in libya destroy it seems like they call it a war on terrorism but terrorism has gotten stronger the only thing the true target of the war on terrorism has been the independent um countries of the arab world that that's all i've done they created chaos and destruction um in the in the arab world um, Saddam was had built infrastructure, um, had a modern society, and now it's damn wild west. It's chaos and poverty and misery in Iraq. Yeah. 
the, the U.S. didn't go in there and free the people. They went in there and they destroyed the place. And I hate this. I hate when people say that, oh, the, the Iraq war didn't work. The Iraq policies, um, it was a mistake to go in there. Well, if, we, if you look at who actually controls the government and why they actually went in there, it was a huge success. The whole purpose from the beginning was to destroy an independent power for the benefit of these rich fucks that fuck with us too. Yeah. So how about trade deals? Does that fit into the equation? Yes, I mean, um, so I mean, this is this is usually the 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 imperialist global hegemony. Like a lot of people, if you talk with people, they'd be like, a lot of people, even even people from these countries, will internalize, um, will internalize these self-hating narratives or these racist narratives. And imperialism, at its core, is racism. Um, these are these are usually brown countries. This is the global South. I mean, it attacks anybody that goes against them, but it really goes after the people in Africa, people of Latin America, the Arab world. They want to keep, it's like the old, it's a continuation of the British empire. Um, so as far as trade deals, this, this is what they do. If they don't like a government, they get rid of that government. They install a government that works for them. And then they make the leaders of that country very, very wealthy. So we're told, man, look at, it's their own people. They're hurting their own people. Look at how wealthy these people are. Look how corrupt their country is. It's their own fault. These are shithole countries. That's a narrative we're told. But in reality, these dictators, these capital, these U.S.-backed capitalist dictators and tyrants and oligarchs have been installed by the United States for the benefit of the very rich in the United States. And then these, and then these puppet governments will sign horrible trade deals that help the rich and don't. And if the people rise up and try to get rid of that government and try to renegotiate on their own terms, then they, they have coups and sabotage and media campaigns against that independent government. Yeah. Do we ever blackmail world leaders? Yes. Can you give some examples of that? <laughs> um, I mean, the Shaw um, was was installed by the United States. Um, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Blackmail. I mean, I have a general framework. You're getting some more specifics. Blackmail, like they held something over their head. Well, I think if, if blackmail is usually where you know something about somebody bad and you'll tell on them if they don't do what you do. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably happened, but usually what happens is if you don't go along with this trade policy, this, this U.S. corporation is no longer going to go do business with you and your family is going to lose its, its thiefdom and, and, and wealth. Yeah. Is essentially that's that's the classic blackmail. Usually, usually they threaten these people's livelihoods if they don't go along. Um, in the case of Gaddafi, um, he didn't go along, and his country was invaded, and he was murdered. Yeah. How about I know that Iran, the leaders have for years referred to the United States as the Great Satan. How, why, why do they call us that? And they were absolutely right. If you look at what the United States are more like the government that were that, that also fucks us over, 
has fucked the world over. And they were right. And they read Lenin. Um, they studied Lenin. Lenin's um, wrote a book called Imperial Age, Imperialism, the Highest Age of Capitalism. And I, that is probably the, my basis of understanding. And it's essentially that um, as capitalism falls and as capitalism is dying and on its way out, it becomes sick and twisted in claws um, to keep in existence. And that is what imperialism is. Do you think that we sometimes terrorize other world leaders just with our offers of you do this or we won't help you or whatever? See, do they throw that in there to that extreme? You're, you're bringing up a good point as well. I also consciously do not use the words we. I know even, even positive forces, I know the Convo Couch, which is an anti-imperialist media source, um, uses terms like that and some other folks. I consciously do not use the word we when referring to the U.S. government or the U.S. military. I only reserve the word we for, for, for the workers here and for people of oppressed nations here. Uh, black and brown folks here. That's when I say we, I say poor black and brown folks, and I say they government, they military, they politicians. It ain't us. They don't work for us. They're not ours. Get it out of our head. <laughs> but yeah, they do all the time. Um, they do all that dirty stuff that you just mentioned. Yeah. How about the CIA? How do they play into it all? Yeah. I mean, the CIA will base, um, the CIA is interesting. It will fund any group that creates chaos and misery. They'll, they'll, group, they'll back groups that are opposed to each other. They'll back terrorist groups. They'll back right-wing groups. They'll back communist and left-wing groups. If a communist and left-wing group, um, you know, is no longer, if they become, you know, they're no longer sticking their ideals and they become about power, they become influenced by the CIA. Um, and if you look, the FBI, there was a recent movie that came out, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, and it was about the Black Panthers. And I believe this was the FBI. The CIA is the international version of the FBI. Basically, is covert operations for the benefit of U.S. imperialism. U.S. imperialism, the system run for, the, for and by the rich. And basically it showed that they were funding members of the Black Panther Party to sabotage the Black Panther Party. And they do, and the CIA does that all around the world. If people want a government, if people want democracy, if people want to have a say over their lives, their economic lives, their personal lives, then, and it, and it hurts the profits of these, this, this wealthy cartel uh, of bankers and oil companies, and large-scale manufacturers to a lower extent. If it hurts their profits, they will send people in there acting like they're their friends to sabotage those organizations of the people. And the big oil companies and other American companies that out, they fund all of this, right? I mean, that's how they work in with it. Well, I mean, it, we're the ones paying for it. 
Yeah. It's our tax money. They steal our taxes. Rich people don't got to pay taxes. They get tax. They write the tax laws and, and working people pay far more taxes than the rich. They're basically stealing from us in a form of taxes to fund th these horrible organizations to do horrible things for horrible people that hurts everyone. We're the ones paying for it. Yeah. So what would you say to people in America that believe that we need to have a strong influence on these other countries leaders? You're not having an influence. What, look, at your, look around at your community. What do you see? You see people begging on the streets. Um, you see people okay. addicted to drugs. You yeah. see our schools falling apart. You see our roads falling apart. What yeah. good, what good are, what are these people doing to, in our communities? They're not us. That is not our government. That is not our influence. We do need an influence. We need a good influence. You know how we get a good influence? We organize our communities and grassroots organizations and we demand healthcare, education, and jobs with justice. That's how we get influence. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, so could, is it fair to say that imperialism is kind of like annexation on a large scale you know cities annex part of counties all um, that, the time. Is that that's more that's more that's 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 like the old model of imperialism okay. like the british would go over and they took over india and then india was a colony that's that's the old so that's more like colonialism the new era of imperialism if you watch that video um, I showed you, the new era of imperialism, they're, they, 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 these countries, they can have their own flag. They can have supposedly their own government. They can have their own money. They can retain aspects of their culture. But every aspect of their economy is designed in a way that benefits the imperialist, the, the, the monopoly capitalist. Yeah. That is the system of, of, of imperialism. Don't, I mean, this, this, this social stuff, this is the difference between liberalism and, and Marxist or scientific socialist thinking. Liberalism is where it's the ideas. It's do they have a constitution? What is their claimed form of government? What do their leaders say? Scientific socialism is, is a tool that will really help you understand the world. You look at the economic basis, you look at the economic conditions. And this, I believe, social, the, so, the scientific socialist understanding is actually closer to the beliefs of Christ than the liberal one. Because if you, if you look in the Bible, it says you will know them by their fruits. That's essentially what scientific socialism is. Look what is happening. Look at what these systems have produced, regardless of what they say, regardless of what their constitution says. Look at the conditions that people live in, and that is how you understand the truth. Would you go so far as to say capitalism and imperialism are evil? Yes, and they're the same thing. Monop it's called monopoly capitalism, imperialism, and it's the same political economic system. And it is outright evil. It is concentrated evil. It is a concentrated evil that I believe has never existed in human history. This is one of the worst enemies that humanity has ever faced. Now, is there such a thing as a capitalism that is not greedy? Can we take, is it even possible to take the greed out of well, a capitalistic system? 
Well, if, if I support countries like China um, and Russia, Russia is capitalist, but they're not imperialist, but they're doing business with socialist countries. I consider China to be socialist and they have a mixed economy. This is the difference between socialism and capitalism to me. Capitalism is when the government, the social system, the institutions are all designed to benefit the rich for profits. That's a capitalist yeah. system. Socialism is when the society, it may have a market. I'm not saying we, that, that everything needs to be nationalized. You can have billionaires. You can have billionaires. You can have capitalist economy. You can have market economies. But the government has to have supremacy over the market. And the government has to arrange society or plan society in a way that benefits the people and improves the lives of the country and grows the country. That is the difference between socialism and capitalism. Um, and socialism is a new, more advanced stage. And we're just getting into the very rudimentary um, beginnings of it. Like when, when they trans, this is how history works. We start with hunter-gatherer, um, then you had the, the agrarian revolution, then you have slave societies, then after slave societies, you had feudalism. And the reason why feudalism overtook slave societies is because in slavery, there's no incentive to work. You either beat or you work. Peasants, they got to save a little bit of money after. At the end of the day, after the king took all the, the stuff, they maybe had a little bit of grain that they could, they could plan. Maybe they had off season or something. And then capitalism was a step above that. Now we have money. We can choose to do what we want. And then socialism is going to be where we're all working together to lift up our society and lift up our neighbors. And we're going to have better art. And, 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 and all, these, all these advances in society have resulted in better art and a better standard of living. It's a higher stage. But to get to that, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to have transitions. Like when they went from feudalism to capitalism, they didn't start out with the bourgeois democracy. They had, con they had constitutional monarchs um, as a, kind of like a transitional stage. And I think China is in that transitional stage or the earlier forms of socialism. And I think all, most of the socialist countries are in very early stages. Um, a very small portion of the Venezuelan economy is actually nationalized or controlled by the government. It's largely, it starts, the planning of the economy starts with the major infrastructure. I think the, the immediate goal is to destroy the power of the imperialists. The imperialists are the banks and the oil companies. The first thing we want to do, if we want any control over our society and lives, is to nationalize the banks and the oil companies. If we were to nationalize the banks and oil companies tomorrow, we would end most of these wars and a lot of the environmental de degradation. Because think about it, we get to choose as a society. If, and we need a popular grassroots force to control this government. You know, and in every socialist society, they've had this more or less. Um, they have the colectivos in Venezuela. They have the Communist Party in, in China, which is a large party that has representatives of all the village and actually has real say on the top level. In the United States, 
if you're a Democrat or Republican, what say do you actually have on the upper echelons of that party? Almost nothing. So we need power to the people. The, the Black Panther saying, power to the people, all power to the people. And to do this, we've got to organize the people. And then we have to agree on a form of, of government that plans the society in our interest and then hold them accountable by maintaining these grassroots organizations. And that is the next level of society. And that is where we're going to go. And it's inevitable, but it's going to take a fight and a struggle and contradictions and a journey to get us there. Is having Joe Biden as president a step in the right direction? No. No, no he is just, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Trump was horribly racist, disgusting. Yeah. Um, mobilized the most racist and disgusting forces in our society. But as an imperialist, he was actually ineffective. Um, people knew that Trump was horrible, so they didn't want to make deals with them. Um, there was a lot more covert act, successful covert actions of keeping the people down when there was a black face on the imperialist system. Um, he also had a, a middle name that was a Muslim name. And a lot of these color revolutions, like in uh, Libya or in um, Syria, the reason why they were the work with these um, Muslim forces, because they thought the U.S., oh, they're on our side when they're actually using, working against them. Honestly, the Democrats are just more effective, suave, planned out long-term imperialism. But they alternate every four to eight years. Yeah. They're working together. These are pawns. These are pawns. The people, this is on the government doesn't even have any real power. This, these oil companies, bankers, manufacturers, these are the people in control and they rotate a puppets or a drama show every eight to four years to act like we have any say or power over thing. And we don't have any say, and we get emotional and we start to identify with these people. Oh, I'm so happy. Joe Biden got elected. We're going to get $15 minimum wage. We're going to get our checks. Now the end of the racism is going to be over. Well, we didn't get our checks and we're not getting health care. And he bombed another country. It didn't do anything. It didn't fix anything. You have to, is there something called base and superstructure? The politicians are only a reflection of the power relation that exists. If as long as the banks are in power, the oil companies are power, these, these large scale manufacturing power, they will always control and the government will work on their interests. We need power to the people and power the people means each one teach one revolutionary action. It means millions of people talking to their neighbors, working with each other, studying um, and changing the relationship of power and moving the power from the capitalists to the people. It's the only way to have any positive change. And it's a yeah. long uphill struggle and battle. Yeah. And anybody that tells you otherwise is an opportunist and they're trying to game you and they're trying to get over on you. Yeah, well, you've definitely given me an education. So I appreciate that. And I hope anybody that watches or listens to this will take your words seriously. Uh, well, before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you feel like we've not covered that needs to be covered just to educate people? Um, I, think I've, I think I put it all out there. Um, if people want to check out my YouTube channel, if you Google Dust 
James Anti-Imperialist America. Um, you'll find my YouTube show. I do a personal blog called Anti-Imperialist America. And I start a weekly program that's labor oriented, that focuses on the labor movement with a union organizer from Australia. And we call it Working Class Revolt. It's a weekly show. We talk about the conditions in our communities. We talk about world events and we have interviews as well. Okay. And that's on what, Saturday night, correct? Yes, that's on Saturday nights at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay, good deal. Well, Dust, I will let you go and thank you very much for being my guest again. I always appreciate talking to you, whether you are interviewing me or I'm interviewing you or whatever. It's it's always educational and I really do appreciate you. And uh, I will send you a link to this and maybe together we can educate some people. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm right on.